Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. This is Katherine Spitznagel, your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcast. Welcome. Glad to have you today. And welcome to our guest, Nate Dominic Inney. So glad to have you. Welcome, Nate. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Catherine. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about who you are and what you do. Well, uh, well it's a long story, a very, very, very background, but uh uh, so what I what I do right now, I'm the director of G Beta Distillery Labs, which is a uh, it's a startup accelerator uh, based out of Peoria, Illinois. Um, so my focus is in the, the world of venture capital and startups and innovation. Uh, but really, my background, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the in the restaurant industry, uh, working for my father. And, you know, it's really since the age of probably 13. <laughs> but uh, um, from there, you know, I, I grew up. My my father always told us. Uh, just say no to the restaurant industry. So he, he, we knew at a young age that that's not that's not where we were going to be destined for. But uh, I went to school. I studied uh, journalism at Bradley University. Um, and right out of uh, right out of Bradley, uh, after graduating there, my first job was uh, editor of a local newspaper, the Morton Times News, which was a, a weekly newspaper here in Central Illinois. Um, and I did that for oh, roughly five years before I made a transition to the uh, the senior care industry. Um, and uh, it was kind of a a, a, a very odd transition, um, but one that uh, that I that I felt was was valuable, um, primarily because I, I think just watching the experiences and challenges of, of my own grandmother um, when she needed care, um, that's when and so it's when I learned the value of home care and, and mm-hmm. assistance to the elderly. So I, I jumped into that industry, and um, so I, I left the journalism world, the world of communications, to the world of uh, business administration and management, and uh, really, uh, I really managed that, that business uh, for, for roughly 10 years. Quite um, a up, jump. Up until last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you made another jump. So tell us about last year, what happened. Yeah, so, so last year, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure pretty much anybody is aware of the challenges that the, uh, the healthcare industry experienced uh, during the pandemic. Um, of course, outside of outside of trying to uh, navigate keeping our, our, our elderly clients safe um, and our employees safe, uh, it was it was also the challenge of, of hiring and finding healthcare workers to to provide that type of care and that that type of work um, to the to the rising demand of that industry. Um, while we, we had a lot of great successes through the pandemic and uh, we, we made a lot of great things happen, we're still able to help people and keep them safe. Right. Boy, I, I, it, was really a, it was really an opportunity for me to you know, really evaluate myself and uh, my capabilities and, and really certainly my mental health and stress level of, uh, of, 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 of you know, I, I think ultimately it, it just, for me, I, I knew at that point it was, it was time to try something different. Right. Um, and how and, many uh, years, Nate? You were in it, what, 10 years? Uh, yeah, I worked in, in senior care for roughly 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So then you then you made another switch. Tell us about that. Yes. 
Yeah. So I, uh, I was always told by my father, you know, you never leave a, you never leave a job without something else in line. Um, and, uh, and this was the one instance in my entire life that, that I left the job without anything else lined up, but I made peace with that. I think there was a lot of value to me in being able to take time off and, uh, and really kind of just, I think first and foremost was spend, spend time with my family that, uh, you know, in, in the years that I was working, it's so busy and prioritized work so much that, um, I really, uh, it, it really, the, what, what got sacrificed was, was the amount of time and, 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 and effort and everything that you can put into being with your family. And that's, it was those two months that I spent after I left, um, the home care world. Is that two months that I spent with my family that I really learned that what I'm, whatever I'm going to do next is going to um, not only appreciate the value of having a work-life balance, but uh, but really push myself and 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 give me the freedom to to um, and the flexibility to, to really prioritize my family and my friends. And you did that, um, and of course, in turn, my health, mental health, absolutely, absolutely. So tell us, so, how did you so, get into this? Mm-hmm. The, the accelerator. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the world of accelerators, it, it was never in my background um, and really had very minimal knowledge about uh, the venture capital world, the world of accelerators. I, I, I think my knowledge of that was as simple as uh, most, which is, you know, we all know the show Shark Tank and uh, right. and the world of, uh, of companies pitching their idea, looking for investments. And that was my understanding of it. And, you know, of course, I joined the. Uh, I joined this company generator um, based out of Madison, Wisconsin. So I, I, I jumped into a remote, a remote role. Um, and of course they were looking for a director to run one of their programs here in Peoria. And, uh, and, and I thought, you know, this is, this is going to be able to kind of pull my skill set from journalism, my skill set in business uh, and, and kind of bring all of that together. And it's, it's certainly been a perfect fit. Um, I couldn't, I, I don't know that I could have found a better position for me and my skill set and, uh, and my passion. Right. Um, and people helping people and doing all that. So. And that's what I see in you. I see that helping people that you saw in the healthcare industry um, and especially the elderly. I see that coming through in this role. Um, your, your journalism background and your ability to connect with people and build those relationships. That's, you know, of tantamount importance. And then again, through your healthcare background, you learned how to manage people and be the administrator and, you know, bring the revenue in. No, yeah, no money, no mission. Mm-hmm. And so right. doing all of those things have kind of come together. Um, so tell us, how do you, wh- what's a day in the life um, for for this role? <laughs> Is it like Shark Tank? So tell us that. Life. Do you feel like you're on Shark oh, Tank? No, not no, at all. Not at all. No. It's, it's, a, it's a complete wrong impression. I think you know, on Shark Tank, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cutthroat, you know. And you, you yeah. see it. It's a fun show, of course, but uh, but in a role like this, it's uh, no. This is the world of, of, of accelerators. It's all about you know, when you're working with entrepreneurs and you're working with startups, it's already a risky business environment, right. um, and it's really challenging. It's really competitive. Um, so really what's, what, what my, what I've learned is the value of my role is to really bring balance and, and bring, um, some, some routine for entrepreneurs who are mm-hmm. constantly thinking 900 different things going through their head at any given time. So, so the, really the value of my role is to, to be, um, a source of, of consistency, uh, and a, and, and a source of, uh, of support. 
I think, right. you know, that's, that's what you, that's what you don't necessarily see on Shark Tank. It's either you're in or you're out. We like your idea. Here's a million dollars or we're, you know, we don't like your idea. Good luck to you. Right. Um, in this case, you know, we want to see all ideas have, have a great chance. And, um, you know, and for, for, for this role, um, it's all about finding and meeting the entrepreneurs and the founders of these companies where they're at and mm-hmm. uh, not telling them what to do, but, uh, but helping, helping be a third of set of eyes to, to really give some, some outside perspective on, you know, what's going to be best. So mentorship is such an, such an integral part of what we do in accelerators, right. mentorship, um, connecting people with, with others who maybe have, um, similar skill sets or experience that can help those founders along. Right. And you connect them uh, with all kinds of people, which I think is another interesting aspect of, of your business and what you're doing. Um, sometimes it's investment. Sometimes, you know, it's funding. Uh, sometimes, as you say, they need more of a business coaching or financial coaching. Sometimes they just need to focus, just focus and finish. Yeah. Sometimes they need to bring their product to market and how do they do that? Sometimes they just need to capsulize their idea. Just, you know, let's get this to an elevator speech. And uh, what I see you doing is is all of that, bringing all of that to them, which I think is a remarkable right. gift to these folks. And, and you know, that's, that's the reward of it. You know, I think if, if anybody's seeking an impact role, that's, you know, really what they're chasing is, is to go home rewarded, feeling rewarded every day, right? And I, I think for me, that's that's what drives me. Is um, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I probably made some made some some financial sacrifices, personal financial sacrifices, without knowing it, just because I chase that that reward. And there are a lot of people um, that really do that. That's what drives that's, that's what drives them. And I think that's it's the same for me. I think I entered the the world uh, my professional life uh, with the expectation that I just need to earn, 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 earn. Right. Um, and, and I realized that, you know, earning is, is fine, but I, I think, you know, I, I find comfort in knowing that I've got a home to go to go. I've got a home to return to every day. Um, that can put food on, on the table. So, you know, I think I, I'm not chasing more money. I'm chasing the reward of making an impact. And I think that's, that's, that's really what drives me more than anything. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. how do you feel like you're living your purpose and, and making a difference? You know, I feel, um, you know, I, I feel like for me personally, I, I think the thing that I've learned, and maybe this is, this is just from personal experience, is that, you know, uh, we as human beings, we put so much on our shoulders to, to, to make a lot happen. And we, we take on so much stress and we take on so many, uh, so many different responsibilities that we yeah. lose sight of certain things, um, yeah. that, that keep us going and we get exhausted. And, uh, and, and for me, I think that's, that's what I like to bring into what I do here is, is not just to, to offer a skill set, uh, that can help out with business, but to also help people just stay focused on keeping that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the, the, the more, the more a founder is able to maintain that, that balance of work, life, mental health, all that, good, all of those things, it's, uh, the more likely they are to succeed. Um, and I, and I truly believe that happiness Begets success. Um, you know, hard work is one thing. Yes, and, and <laughs> hard work is great, but uh, an unhappy hard worker can only go so far. A happy hard worker can go 
forever. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's truly what impacts the impact the way I, I approach things. And that's, that's truly how, how I feel I've been able to benefit and succeed in life. Yeah. Well, you're high energy, real high energy guy, Nate. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> love that. Yeah. Love that about you because, um, not, not only does energy exude from you, but it flows and it flows into other people. And, um, and that's a great, you're a great source of energy for these entrepreneurs and helping them see the way. Um, and you run, um, cohorts. Tell us about that, how you bring these people together, because I think that's another, um, it's another way that you, you help energy flow into these people. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately, um, you know, the more, the more you can bring founders together to engage with other founders, it doesn't matter what industry they're working in. They could be working on a, on a software platform. They could be working on a, on a, on a, uh, 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 on a, uh, on a product, um, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. You know, founders all share the same stresses. They're trying to get from point A to point B right. with, uh, <laughs> you know, with as little money as possible, you right. know, and that's, and that's yeah. so difficult. So, so obviously it's, it's a very stressful environment, but it's also, you know, I think what drives founders is to hear success stories and talk to other people who have also had failures and, and, and just to know that it's normal. Um, right. and, you know, I think I think the foundation of entrepreneurship and the foundation of, of successful startups is to just try, 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 try again. Um, and it's easy for people to try something once and then be like, okay, that didn't go well, it failed, and, and I'm not cut out for this. And I, I think the reality is the more you go at it, the more you, you, you welcome other people's opinions and perspectives into what you do, mm-hmm. um, the more likely you are to succeed. Uh, I've, I've met entrepreneurs who said, you know, I don't need help. I'm, I can do this on my own. And, um, I always think that's a mistake. I always yeah. think, that, think that's a huge mistake. It's, uh, it's so important to, to take advantage of the wealth of knowledge around you. And, uh, and, and if you can do that, mm-hmm. you're going to be able and, and have an open mind to things. And you don't have to do everything everybody tells you. You just need to hear it. Hear because it, that should listen. be, you know, it's, yeah. those person. Yep, exactly. And put those perspectives in the back of your mind. Do what you think is best, mm-hmm. but also know that, you know, on in the back of your mind, if, if, if something does fail, you've got something else to go back to and try it, right. right? It's always a plan B. And you have such a welcoming environment there uh, that it, it doesn't feel like Shark Tank. It doesn't feel judgmental. It feels very welcoming, and it feels like... Um, yeah, we're all here to support one another. And I think that's, yeah. that's another thing that makes you unique in what you do. So you've talked and about... And that's what's so neat to see. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's so neat to see with cohorts when they, when those founders, um, we, and we select only five companies per cohort, but when those founders get to, to engage, um, it's so neat to see that camaraderie yes. come together. And in reality, once that happens, you know, it's, it's really, in reality, it's reducing the amount of work I have to do because they're really getting <laughs> yeah. a lot out of that. And it, you know, those are the, those are the entrepreneurs. Those are, those are the founders. They're running the business. I'm just on the outside. So yeah, the facilitator. And I want to take you back yeah. uh, for a minute. You were talking about, uh, you know, prioritizing and how you've learned that kind of a hard life lesson. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you're doing it differently now in terms of blending work and, and home mm-hmm. life. So what is it you're doing differently? How do you manage all of this? Well, I think, uh, you know, I think there's a number of things and I haven't really put a ton of thought into this. So it's a great question. So now I really get an opportunity to really find out <laughs> what I have readapted to. And, and, you know, I can honestly say, uh, I came from a nine to five 
um, work routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday through Friday, nine to five, um, be on call in the evenings, be on call on the weekends. Um, so, so my mind was always, you know, I was, I was, my, I was mentally trained to just be focused, zeroed in on the work I have to get done until five o'clock. And then I'd come home and I'd come home and I'd be stressed. Um, so even when I was off of work, I was still thinking about work. Right. right. And, and I think that was, you know, without me knowing it, that was incredibly draining. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until I had an opportunity to step away from that, that I was able to see, you know, it's so important. And people say it all the time. You need to let leave work back at the office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all, we all think that sounds great, but then we also tell ourselves in the back of our minds, it's not possible. There's, mm-hmm. there's things I have to get done. There's things I have to work about. And I think what I learned in this transition, what I've been able to, to balance the most is, is to just share you should you should share all of my happiness should be shared all of my <laughs> all of my um, satisfaction should be shared with my family um, right. it shouldn't be shared with with my with with uh, with my workplace I, I absolutely need to share uh, a good positive um, work ethic a good positive um, attitude at work but you need to give a lot of that to your family too right. and prioritize that. Prioritize and and it, I yeah. think, um, yeah, no question. I think that that's gotta be the biggest thing is, uh, and I noticed it, I noticed it right away is that, and I wasn't telling myself or forcing myself to do it. I found a, a role that gave me that flexibility to be that way. Um, and boy, am I going to embrace that the rest of my life? I'm so glad. Love that. So tell us what is, what's next for Nate? What could you possibly do uh, next? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I, I think honestly, um, it's, it, it, for me, I, I, I think what's ultimately next for me is to just keep, it's, it's just maintain this. Maintain. Is that whatever yeah. is next is whatever is next is going to allow me to maintain this level of, of satisfaction with myself, personal satisfaction, and, and the joy of watching my family be happy because I'm happy. Um, mm-hmm. So, so for me, whatever is next is, is that's going to have to be right at the forefront. Um, the, so, but I think you know, I whatever allows there's, you. There's no way exactly. Yeah, whatever there's, allows there's no you. No way do. anybody's can. Yeah, and there's there's no, there's no way anybody's ever going to be able to put me behind a cubicle from nine to five ever again. You yeah. know, I think that, that. for me, I have to be out there engaging with people. So whatever I'm doing, um, it's going to be interacting with others um, mm-hmm. and, and in some way, shape or form, being able to support them. And, and I think that's for me, I, I, I don't want to put any limits on what's next for me, um, but certainly without a doubt, there's going to have to be some sort of person to person impact involved there. Mm-hmm. Those are the components. And yeah, which yeah. is great. So what encouragement do you have for other millennials? Boy, um, you know, it's, it's for millennials, it's, it's interesting because we've seen so we've seen such such extremes. You know, we watched our parents um, live that nine to five, grind, grind, grind and work. And they've been rewarded for it mm-hmm. um, in, in many cases. But at the same time, um, you know, the world's different. So the expectations of the household are much different from, you know, what my parents came up through, mm-hmm. which they all had their own certain set of challenges. But I think, you know, I, I think the world has changed from a, you know, a single income household uh, to it's, it's required to have two incomes. 
Yes. And and I think, um, you know, I think so that puts a lot of pressure on the home. And that puts the ultimate pressure on the children who, you know, ultimately don't get to engage 24-7 with their parents all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what I had such a unique benefit of growing up is that my mom, my mom was always there. You know, right. she left her career to raise her children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and my wife doesn't have that luxury as much as she would love to do that. But at the same time, what I also see is that, she's able to go chase her dreams and her passion yes. and, and, and to see her enjoy that challenge in life and that, that ability to just get the most out of yourself is that, you know, we should all consider ourselves parents. It shouldn't be a, a role of any, it shouldn't be a specific role for one person in the household. Everybody should contribute to that. And ultimately everybody should be able to realize who they are, um, as a whole and, and, and be able to realize that everybody's got the potential to be what they want to be. And I truly understand what that means now. Um, it's, it's not a matter of, Hey, I can be the next president of the United States. We shouldn't all be chasing that. We should all be chasing happiness. Mm-hmm. And, ch- and once you have that, you'll find success in any way that you, 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 you can get it, mm-hmm. but just enjoy life and find every way you can to enjoy life create that happiness for you and the people around you. It's just amazing the amount of, of, of joy you'll get out of that. It's hard to do it sometimes. It's really hard to get there and overcome the day-to-day, um, but but it's there. And it's, it's, such a, it's such an amazing feeling. Yes. Well, what a role model you are. And so thank you. Thank you, Nate, for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to Nate as much as I have. Don't miss a podcast. Be sure and tune in to rockstarmillennials.com. We air every other Wednesday. So join us. And until next time, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world. Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. 